What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. All right, everybody. Well, you're probably wondering, what am I doing back here um, 48 hours after a podcast dropped? I thought it dropped on, or not even. It's going to be 24 hours. <laughs> it's going to be tomorrow. Okay, so 24 hours after he dropped the Tuesday podcast, he's dropping a Wednesday one? I thought he dropped the other one on Friday. Well, on Friday will be the roundtable one. Every once in a while, I squeeze in something else. And I've been telling you guys that I've been wanting to have Mike Karubi on. We scheduled this. We just recorded. And uh, so here it is on podcast. And I'm just going to count this one. And then um, for the rest of summer, so the rest of July and August for sure, there will be two audio podcasts a week. Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. an auto drop and Friday morning at 7 a.m. an auto drop. Tuesday will be the regular Rideshare Rodeo podcast, and it will be done in 60 to 75 minutes will be our, our goal time. And the roundtable on Thursday can go a little over, a little under. It can do all kinds of things, but our target time is going to be 75 to 90 minutes on that one. Now, before I jump into the big, the big piece today, the only piece today, the only reason that we're doing a podcast today... Um, I want to give some uh, shout-outs. I want to give three uh, sponsor shout-outs here today. I want to give a shout-out to Solo, the Solo app. I want to give a shout-out to Moves Financial. And I want to give a, a big shout-out to Middleton Tech, uh, Middleton Technologies that does the driver utility helper, the Duh app, uh, Maximo, um, and FlexAlert for Amazon Flex. Uh, you can find all those now at a new website called Gary'sApps.com. It's fitting because it's Gary Middleton, Gary'sApps.com, because a lot of us creators who know Gary very well, Kim, myself, a lot of other people, we always are telling people, well, why aren't you using Gary's Apps? <laughs> we don't say Middleton, we just say Gary's Apps, and a lot of people don't know Gary. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what that is. So oddly, I think yesterday um, we were just screwing around and I was talking to Gary and um, I was like, you know, he's like, you guys need to start calling it Middleton apps, not Gary's apps. And I said, I said, or you could just buy the domain. And we were like looking at each other when I said it. And it's like, yeah, it's too short a domain. There's no way that's still available. And then we kind of still were looking at each other and we're like, wait, that might be there. And he got it. So it's already repo redirected. So now... Content creators, you can advertise Middleton Tech Apps as Gary'sApps.com. <laughs> Just make sure you plug them good. Now, going back to Solo. What is Solo, guys? Um, uh, Solo is an app 
that lets you, you know, I love all these apps coming out as long as they're on the up and up that are just awesome gig worker tools. Solo lets you connect all of your platforms you work and it takes data, um, anonymous data. So it takes your data and it, it masks it, it makes it an, uh, anonymous so that nobody's like able to say that's your data. And it puts it into the packet of data for the cities that they're in. And it starts finding exactly what you can and should make. It bases it on traffic, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of other uh, uh, statistics and things they use to, to keep getting it right. I mean, they might be $2 short on one platform that they're saying you'll make. And they'll work at it till they get it right. Their goal is to have it be that every platform will tell you what you'll make any given hour of any given day, and it'll be that much. But right now, what is it? So right now, Solo, um, you know, it's in seven cities. Um, it's about to be in more. But even if you're not in a city where Solo is, you can sign up for it. And there is a perk to it more than just, well, yeah, I can sign up for it. There's a couple things going on. You want to get signed up for all the apps you can right now because you never know when they, even these apps that are tools, when they might just start having more of a problem, might start charging more, whatever the case might be. But right now, if you sign up before Solo gets to your market, you will be one of the first to be able to use it. And I will tell you something. Um, if you're... If you've gone to the Solo site, you on the landing page, you go to worksolo.com, you can scroll down just a little bit, and it has three boxes. Um, or I think it's got some radio boxes, too. It says, you know, how many hours do you work? Uh, what city are you in? And which, you know, do you... And then it has four radio boxes that you can check one or all four. Rideshare, grocery, food delivery, or parcel delivery. So... If you click rideshare and delivery, because you do both those, and you put in that you work 25 hours a week and that you live in Boston, and they're not in Boston yet, it will still spit out a number saying how much more you should be making a week based on the platforms you're using. Now, once they get to the city, the analytics start balancing within a month or two. But in the beginning, if you're signed up, you're going to get a lot because they, they try and go big with the numbers so that they're not disappointing people in the beginning till they get till they get all the numbers down. So you want to be in early on. It's like curry. If you're not on curry now, I don't know when you're going to get on curry because curry has had a waiting list for a long time. You need to jump. We're at a time now with apps. You need to jump on them when you can. Um, Solo is just a tool, so it should be available forever. <laughs> but you can see in there, you know, maybe you work Lyft on Friday nights and you can see that, you know, set the it's their hour blocks. Maybe you can see from 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10 on Friday you're going to work and you see that Lyft uh is saying their the solo guarantee is $22. But maybe you're signed I'll just make it easy. Maybe you're signed up for Uber ride share too. And you're like, "Well, you know what? What's Uber?" And you just go to look and it says Uber 31. Well, this is going to be your pay. So it's not like it's just a guess and it's like, no, I can't make 31 on that. I'll just go with the one I know. I'll pick the poison lift and just make my whatever. No, if it says 31, they're guaranteeing you that if you work the Uber platform on those hour blocks, you will make $31. If you don't, um, Solo will cut you a check for the difference. So Solo will pay that difference until they get their analytics exact that's what they're paying for, is to make sure that gig workers can actually know and understand what they're going to make on these platforms on the times they choose to work. 
So guys, go to work solo, check it out. Actually, if you if you're hearing this uh, right now on YouTube or the podcast or whatever, please go into the show notes and scroll down to the bottom and you can find an affiliate link uh, for Rideshare Rodeo to Solo. Um, I really love these guys and I think you guys should be checking them out. Now, uh, last thing before I jump into the piece, Moves Financial, guys. You got to check into Moves. Moves does things that other banks won't do for gig workers. So I've talked to a ton of gig workers who one of the biggest complaints is I can't buy a house. No bank will ever help me out to buy a house because they say my work isn't real work or whatever they say to you. You know, the gig economy work isn't going to get you a house kind of thing. Um, Moves tracks how often you're working and it lets you increase your borrow amount as you are with Moves uh, Financial for a little bit, it'll let you increase it, increase it, increase it, you know, 1000 1200 bucks. And if your car breaks down or something and you're living week to week like so many are, you're able to actually go get your car fixed because you can get that whatever your credit money is, your credit line is, you can get it within an hour at any time from the app. So you can say, I need $1,000 to fix my car. Whereas I've seen a lot of gig workers be like, dude, it's a thousand bucks to fix my car. I don't know what I'm going to do. And they go to take a W-2, work 60 hours for a couple months to get the car fixed, then come back. To me, I'm not a big fan of short-term loans. These loans are interest-free for quite a long time, though. And the other thing about Moves, there's a few features on there, you guys. But the other feature that really grabs me, and we'll keep talking about the different features here and there. But the other one that really grabs me is that even though it's a small percentage the platforms that you choose to work or you already are signed up to work that you plug in through Moves, um, you get all kinds of um, you know like analytics and breakdowns on what you're earning and uh, in the banking uh, in in your ba- in your Moves bank account. But um, you also, as you work for each platform and put in more time, are earning percentages of shares. So it's not like you're getting two shares of Uber every day. But you're getting percentages of shares the more you work on Uber. If you work on Instacart, you get shares of Instacart. If you were, and, and they just keep adding it up. So here's one thought I have is that I have gone through moves um, inside and out. They are not selling data. They are not doing anything bad. In fact, they are trying to do a lot of good things. And I know one of the things on their plate that they're wanting to do here soon is they're wanting to not only be able to help out in short-term loans with no interest, not only be able to help you uh, be the gig workers bank, not only be able to get you shares, but they want to help you um, uh, maybe start to be... I I know they want to help you rebuild your credit, but that's a, a really big story and a lot of talking needs to be done. But I know one thing they're aiming for is can they help you get an auto loan? And if you're not familiar, auto loans can pull your credit back up crazy amounts in a short period of time if you just make your payments. So they're working with companies like that. And, uh, you know, it's just, they, I just named three perks. There's more perks. You can go to Moves Financial, check it out. I just named three perks that no other bank has for gig workers. Okay. No other bank has that for gig workers. Moves does, and Moves doesn't do a background check. Um, they're not doing anything to make sure that you'll qualify for these. Um, you know, for you can get the bank account started, you can hook up your accounts, but more than that, they're not 
doing a background check to see if you can have a um, a line of credit, so to say, that you can use money of theirs. Because no other bank's going to let you do that in the gig economy. So check out Moves Financial. Again, they're in my show notes too. Scroll to the bottom, find Moves, and click that affiliate link if you wouldn't mind. Um, it's no harm to you. Any of my affiliate links, by the way, are, I said this the other night, and it's going to be my new term for this, are rodeo uh, approved or rodeo um, <laughs> something? It's like rodeo stamped. It's gonna if I am if I'm if I'm working with companies, if I am uh, putting their referral link into my show notes, uh, I believe in these companies. I believe that they are not the bad out there. I believe that they are companies trying to make the good. Um, there's not a ton I refer dumpling curry. Um, Display Ride, Solo, uh, um, Moves, uh, Middleton Tech, Para. I guess there is a lot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, they all of those are, if you, if you just heard that list, all of them, some of you might not know about Curry, but all the rest, I think, all, even if you don't use them, you can understand how they're not harmful apps. They're tools for gig workers. So anyway, guys, go check all that out. Um, and then this coming Sunday... Uh, on Sunday Fun Day, I'm gonna. We didn't get to it last week, and we had a really long Sunday Fun Day. We went over a lot of stuff, but I'm gonna do the first um, part of the live stream, um, like 20 minutes on moves, 20 minutes on solo, just kind of giving you guys some screenshots, showing you exactly how it works, and then we'll get into the Sunday Fun Day. But I like starting it with some kind of topic, and that's gonna be it this week. That said. I want to bring Mike Harubi on, and uh, we are going to talk to you guys about um, the fight over ABC test goes nationwide. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for a afternoon edition of uh, Rideshare Rodeo Live. Um, I have the honor of having Mike Harubi back uh, again for a second visit, a follow up, and I think the timing on this is just about perfect. And Mike, I want to. Thank you for coming on again. Thank you, Steve. It's a real pleasure to be here. These are these are very exciting times for uh, uh, people who work the gig economy and uh, freelance and self-employed. So uh, this is timely, and thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you and I had decided we were going to do it anyway, but the timing now is just crazy. I mean, we're coming up on November. Things are getting weird, even in your state. As related to yes. the the gig economy, before we even jump in, I forgot to even ask you backstage while we were getting ready. If uh, you know, like, what do you you know, what do you know about this? It it seemed like it was going to be a duplicate of California. Eight, they were going to make an AB five, and already the companies were starting their own Prop twenty two for Massachusetts. But now that's been torn down. Yes, the uh, the state court, I think the Supreme Court, they just tossed out the. Um, uh, the the ride sh- the their the prop twenty two equivalent here in Massachusetts and it's not on the ballot so uh, Uber and uh, its allies and a number of activists locally on both sides of the issue had planned a large uh, energetic we'll call it uh, ballot support campaign to get you know get people ginned up and excited and come vote as if people aren't going to be excited and vote this fall anyway but this was uh, expected to be a 200 million dollar throwing money at the problem you know vote search so it was it was something it's all gone now 
So sorry, everybody, that the problem has been corrected. That was an issue on my end, but it's corrected. The, sorry, uh, I was I, I I couldn't hear anything for a minute. Okay, but I'm back now. Everything's right. great. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So, um, it's it, at the moment we're back to the status quo uh, in Massachusetts, and that is um, uh, what I would characterize as an uneasy and very quiet standoff between the forces of uh, unionization and the a very strong sector of the uh, the working population here that uh, that works in the gig economy and works uh, self-employed we have um, I, the, the thing that that will affect freelancing in Massachusetts most importantly it, the biggest impact is going to be who wins the gubernatorial race. We, we haven't had primaries yet, so we don't know who's on the ballot. We can we can surmise, and one of the leading candidates uh, on the Democratic side is the uh, current Attorney General, who is the was the um, understudy to the Attorney General who preceded her, who wrote what's called the 2008 interpretation of our ABC test law. And yes. she looked at the bill and she said, this can't work, which of course, as <laughs> California proved it. Yeah. And she wrote what amounts to a reinsertion of prong C into her, how her office will interpret this. And it, I can, I can put it in, in ordinary English and say, if you pay all your taxes and follow the law generally, we're not going to investigate you if you're an employer, which is like prong C in in when it when it was connected to prong A and B with an or. Now this is very much inside baseball. <laughs> right but, now you have to get all three. You have to be A B C. Yes. But that's not okay. the way the ABC test used to be. Right, that's, right, right. There's an or between prongs A and B and or C, which is, do you have an independent business of your own? Right. And that's your, that has normally been, I mean, since, you know, people started working, um, that's been how uh, you got, you got out from underneath coverage of, um, by the ABC test here in Massachusetts. So now, we have a we have a listener from Illinois who's saying still com, has common uh, law IRS tax. That's not Barella, right? That's uh, just the IRS tax status. Yeah. The IRS has a couple of standards, and and when you look at them as they were, I, I don't know if they've changed. When you look at them as if you were an employer or an employee, they're pretty realistic. And uh, there were 20 of them. Then they shortened that. And I think there are 10 or 11 of them now. But they look at what I would consider to be valid uh, metrics of the relationship. Do you bring your own tools? You know, do you? Right, right, right. That that sort of thing. Are you out of the, right. Are you out of, yeah. And like the first and like, A, are you out of the command of the, hiring entity always you are or i mean almost in every case i know of you are i mean it's can you do this job how much will you charge okay go go do it right exactly not usually but here's a comment too from the same person here in illinois we have a union favored amendment 
uh, one which is one which I'm working to help defeat on November 8th. It would make right to work illegal. You and I talked about this the right the last time with the PRO Act and right to work states going illegal. I didn't know like already on a chopping block was Illinois' right to work. Uh, I'm I'm kind of vaguely aware that that there's a lot going on in Illinois of this nature. The um, that's very heavily it's up there with new york uh, massachusetts and california in terms of union dominance of the lawmaking machinery uh this is not a surprise uh that they want to make right to work illegal right. uh, and and yes it's meant to draw votes from unions but most of the union members are uh, secretly would love to be their own boss so we'll see when the vote votes are counted what happens with that Right. Yeah. Well, okay. And then they, I, I thought up here, they said it was, it was a right to work state right here, but then down here it was, a I, Illinois I'm is not, not sure. a right to work state. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I was wondering, I didn't think it was. Yeah. It um, doesn't, it doesn't sound like Illinois these days. It's been 75 years since Taft Hart, uh, Hartley veto override, but the amendment is unnecessary. It would be re- uh, it would be redundant, but they want to make sure that the door never opens. And yeah. <laughs> by, by putting it in the Constitution this way, uh, that's that's the the go to solution these days. So one last thing before we jump into the truckers, Mike, that I got to ask you because I asked you last time, like, um, what is up with all of the California attorneys working on the? fight against prop 22 and the and the confirmation of ab5 and all of these lyft uber instacart doordash who have tons of attorneys all of these attorneys not noticing that um prop 22 was a constitutional violation and whether no matter what happens from it i see most likely it's going to go down because the the companies are having too much trouble making money in California too. It's it's weird to me now, now that I'm watching prop 22, I'm watching it hurt these companies just as much as anything else. And I'm like, why are you staying there? You're having to subsidize all these workers. Like if, if you work for DoorDash, let's say they don't change the amount out there, which they should, because you're paid 120% of minimum wage by the company per active hour. So if you can do two dashes in an hour in San Francisco, okay, that's all you can do. Uh, Maybe stacked ones, but let's just say they're just normal single orders. You can do two in an hour. If you're getting a $3 base pay plus the tip, and they're not allowed to use the tip, and the minimum wage in San Francisco is $19.23 or $19.34 or whatever it is, almost 20 bucks, then 120% is going to be $24 an hour. Now, if they're saying your base pay is $3 on two orders, that's six. So they're subsidizing $18 an hour for every active platform worker. If if that's the way the math works out and the way it sounded like from what you said, then then that would be true. Um, I you you mentioned I think what's um, What's in court is is the validity of AB five. Uh, that we may be talking about different cases because there are a couple, but but um, 
Props. Yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that the and and we should mention to everybody that even though Mike knows all about this stuff, he's not. Uh, we're going to get into some other topics here in just a second, but he's not gig focused. He's aware, but he's not gig focused. He's more focused on freelancers, writers, interpreters, all the people that really got it hard, and what's going to happen to the rest of this country. You know, there's a bunch of gig workers, but there's a bunch of freelancers and self-employed and. I mean, as Mike put it, 60 million people, 59 million people. That's a third of the workforce in this country is self-employed or Correct. independent. So, our, I mean, like, our, our you, just, yes. you just can't take that away. I, I And I don't get how California is an example. See, the way I saw Massachusetts even was that, okay, I felt like, Matt, like the companies were trying to get in front of the AB5 type legislation instead of waiting for it to come down, then having their Prop 22 fight. They were trying to go first almost. And they were, and I know they already spent 17.6 million. Lyft released that number in Massachusetts campaigning, and it was let to go for a while. Up there in the Northeast, as much as I know and remember, people are very caring about their voting rights not just who they vote for but the right to vote you guys are a part of the country that really your vote matters you care everybody up there is aren't people like even who want to vote for the not prop 22 version way in massachusetts pissed that oh we put this on uh, you know what we're just going to take that off you guys don't need to vote on that we'll just handle that i i believe that 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 attitude in, in the courts who, who took this off the ballot, I think people resent that very much. Um, mm-hmm. the, the people don't really like legislating through ballot questions. They will do it, and sometimes they'll do it uh, and swamp the ballot box. Uh, but in general, they they want their legislators to represent them and, and to not have it done one slice of the pie at a time with, you know, 4,000, 4 million votes, you know, at stake, uh, you know, the whole game decided in one throw of the dice. Right. This is a, the the political tenor of New England is town meeting where you you go down and, you know, in March or April and you say your piece, you know, I don't think we should rezone that farmland. I think we should, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the that is a very strong culture in New England, and it it runs very deep. That's so, kind of what, that's kind of what I was referring to. Like even local yeah. uh, local elect, everybody's into all the elections up there. I, as far as I can remember, and people I know, not that they shouldn't be everywhere, but that's a very heavy right spot in the U.S. for people caring about all of the votes, the whole ticket. My understanding is that what's happened in Massachusetts is uh, our law has been protected by an interpretation. California's was not. They put it in. They put in uh, some couple dozen exemptions into the original AB5. Uh, That was for well-connected, well-lobbied, uh, interests like doctors, lawyers, accountants, that sort of thing, and professionals who, you know, you wouldn't want to employ your doctor. You just need him when you're sick. Uh, right. That upset so many apple carts about, you know, that they had to go back and do uh, 
AB 2257 and add up to 100 to total about 100 exemptions, it still didn't address the issue that there are six to nine million self-employed people in, in California. And the, the two bills together didn't really touch the, the, the new number of people in, that had the problem. It was just so they they ran twenty uh, prop twenty two over that mess. They sort of paved over the problem just for gig workers and drivers and and food delivery. And the public was very strongly in support. Fifty nine forty one is a landslide in politics. Everyone will admit that on either side. To to which way fifty would. Uh, 59 to 40 favor of freedom to be, you know, a driver. Okay. Okay. Then the court said, Oh, you know, the, 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 uh, I think it's a California court threw that out. Yeah. It was the 14th district, right? They, they, um, the California voters voted for it. Presumably they know where their interests are. And it won by 3 million votes. Right. I mean, it's, it's nobody was doubting it. it. Again, there was no margin of error. It won by like, it won 64% to like 32. Yeah. So uh, now the a, uh, a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court federally has taken up the judicial, you know, the, the California decision to, to override Prop 22. Uh, I don't. I don't know the the uh, decision. My my area is economics and politics, but not necessarily the nuance of the law. So I apologize to your dear listeners if if it's confusing. But um, mm-hmm. it it seems to be going. The fact that it's come up again in a federal court is is probably a, a benefit to people who want to continue either being a customer of those services or being a provider of the services uh, themselves, driving and uh, food delivery. Um, I I fully agree. And I just, I want to make a quick comment too before, um, because I see the number growing of the people in the chat. If if you're making, please don't, um, if you're making uh, political comments, please don't make them in any kind of slamming or, and even be careful with that. This is not a political channel. we just happen to have to talk about a lot of things. It's impossible to talk about things without being somewhat political these days. So, but please don't go around, you know, like slashing on anybody else because there's people of all walks of politics that come through this show. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I know, I know it can be hard. I know it gets heated. I know we're coming, it, things are going backwards in this country. I know it's hard, but I just had to say that. But, um, and Jay Lopez, you're on fire today because she actually is talking about where we're going next. There were two um, SCOTUS rejections of the AB5 challenge cases, the writers and the California truckers. I thought there were more than that. The latter was uh, dismissed by SCOTUS in June. And so actually what he what Mike was talking about, though, there were more than that. And it was just so messed up that they had to turn it into AB2257. They had to make a whole other bill because there was... A, umpteen pages of carve outs right i mean it, it almost looked like it you know in like in high school or something it'd be a, t- a paper your teacher would give back to you not even grade, and be like dude this is the best you can do dude. like that's how i think of two of, of ab5 yes you know and ab2257 is like a c minus after you, you returned it in 
when you read those laws, you just think, what were they thinking? I mean, yeah. no matter what your values are, it's very hard to decipher what the provisions are because they're so convoluted. You know, uh, and, and then they, oh, anyway. Um, I wanted to, uh, Jay Lopez, comment. The um, I believe personally that those two challenges, uh, truckers and uh, the ASJA, the Society of Journalists and Authors, were uh, the, the court declined to issue a ruling or a, a writ of certiorari because they believed they, by the um, West Virginia versus EPA, they had sent this kind of regulation back to the states. And this, although everyone like, you know, throws up their hands and say, why do they do that? The uh, all the state legislators, legislatures are easier to reach and easier to affect for an individual than the federal government is. And mm -hmm. uh, that that uh, basically West Virginia versus the EPA has has drawn the curtain on the New Deal and its administrative overreach. And uh, this is entirely helpful to anyone who wants to work for a living under any circumstance. Uh, and especially those who are in the category of self-employed, which I would put gig, gig drivers in. And it is it, we're, 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 the court is not going to back that kind of overreach. It will demand a, the conditions that will now apply uh, will demand a great deal of political activity from the citizens. But uh, given that you it, Californians only have to go to Sacramento and not to D.C., to get their you know grievances heard uh, is a is a big benefit in Massachusetts. The, the furthest away you can go is two and a half hours, and then you get to Boston. And, you know, the state governments are going to hear from the pop of the public much more uh, about you know bills like this. And so I think those two, they just said we're going to handle them. You know, you guys get to handle it. The federal government's getting out of this. Sure. And like and it, and he and he clarified his name is John Lopez. So uh, okay. he just clarified to let us know he was a guy and different yeah. personality entirely. <laughs> so because of AB five in twenty nineteen turned into Pro Act in late twenty nineteen, uh, that's a little confusing to me because twenty nineteen is when they passed the Pro Act. January first of twenty twenty is when AB five. Or, or AB5, and when AB5 went into effect was January 1st of 2020. I think the Pro Act's been around longer than that. Yes, it had a, it had a I don't, very early version. This, this has come up before. Uh, this is uh, the late Rich Trumpka's uh, item to put pack everything you want into one bill and then back it as hard as you can. And they saw favorable conditions, and they brought it up again. And they made sure that it had the ABC test in it, which is, of course, a test designed to fail, uh, to fail everybody that subscribes to it. And right. the uh, uh, the House in, I believe it was 2020, passed it. Uh, and then it didn't get through the Senate after a couple of tries. Right. And then I'm going to let you lead into the truck piece after just I address a, a little bit of this. So one of the exemptions not added in 2257 did not exempt independent truckers. So right, if you go back to Dynamex, 
And then what happened at the pandemic, the truckers were written an exemption, actually, that nobody really ever thought was going to appear in, as, as far as I know it, that nobody really ever thought was going to appear in Supreme Court. Like, no, like, who's going to do this now? We need the truckers. And of all times, they decided, yeah, let's do this. They're not, they're not wearing masks. They're not as essential to us anymore, even though they, they're probably more so essential. And as far as I know, they had a carve out that just got ripped away from them by the Supreme Court. That's why there's 70,000 unemployed, um, independent uh, owner operator truck in California. Yes, and they're they're protesting. Um, that is that is one of these. Uh, that, that's one of the, the forces that is taking the ABC test and AB five. AB five being sort of the umbrella branding of all this, taking it national is is that the um, California is so important to the rest of the country because the vast percentage of imports from Asia uh, come through California ports. And those guys uh, and gals in their semis and their, uh, you know, their drayage uh, vehicles that move the move the containers around are an absolute front end of the uh, interstate international trade, both. And California law is getting in the way of that trade. So it is it is in violation of uh the, you're, you're, Gavin Newsom and his legislature can't uh, restrict international trade. Just can't. And and they say, well, these truckers are in California. You know, no, they're part of an absolutely vital supply line that move that puts goods into containers overseas, ships them here into the port, takes them off of uh, the ships, and puts them mostly on trains and the rest on trucks and takes them all over the country. You could, you know, you could stand there and watch it happen. And California has no right to do that. So that's the kind of situation where I would expect the federal courts to promptly push back on that kind of, you know, push back on AB, AB5 and 2257. Uh, there's no justification. You you can you can call it. Well, you know the sun hasn't set yet, so it's not enough. But uh, specious uh, objections. That is international trade. That's how it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sail into the port of Baltimore, you know, and have local farmers from all over Maryland you know, go down and pick up their their imported goods. That doesn't work that way. There are a lot of intermediaries. That's the the main advantage of the free market is. There's an intermediary to do all these different functions that have important value, which is why we have Uber and, and Lyft as platform companies, you know. And, and so this is, a, this is a major national issue. If those guys cut, shut down a port, which, you know, secretly a lot of people hope they do, you know, I mean, none of it. There's going to be a lot of stuff that does not get here for Christmas and yeah. not that. You know, the holidays are the most important thing on the planet, but, you know, tools and parts and materials are going back and forth. And this is fully international trade. So yeah. uh, I expect, you know, more fireworks. And I'm, I'm grateful to the truckers for bringing this to people's attention. 
I don't know if it was you or if it was we have a trucker, Sean, who uh, jumps on the live stream on Sunday sometimes, and he just he does it from his truck. He's always driving, and he just likes to jump on our stream. And I told him about this. I was kind of hoping he was going to show up today um, because he works for a company that got contracted to go to the port there and get something. Yep. But he was like comparing his company to like um, Land Lakes. I don't know if you're familiar with Land Lakes in terms I of. I know you know the company, but like that they're a co-op owned. Yep. So all so like I guess his trucking company is that way, and I was like, I didn't think you could be a co-op in California. He's like, I'm not in California. I'm out of California in a co-op that's able to go to California and work. Right. And so I was like, well, that's a weird way around. He's like, yeah, I mean, if all the truckers want to move out of California and they, I mean, there's the big problem. People don't want to have to move their lives because California made the stupidest law ever. You know, it's, right. um, but he was telling me that when he did do the last run to the port of, uh, what is it? Um, Newport beach is a big one. I believe. Long, Long Beach is Long a, Beach, Long Beach, very large yeah. port. Yeah, and he told me that, like, he knows exactly how he chooses to get in there. He's got a way. He knows it. Been there many times. And he said that all the good ways and getting the exits on the on the freeway ramps were all blocked by parked trucks. Mm-hmm. He said they're just shutting down everything that, and they're making mazes to get to this port. Yes, and you you and there aren't that many. I mean, it's it's not like it's thousands of access routes. There, the um, yeah. Long Beach it has the uh, the interstates are draped right you know right nearby, and and that's a barrier in itself. Exits are not so. In order to get onto it, you've got to go through the exit. It has a lot of curly cues. You know, I've been to it. You know, I've been to that port. I've, I've driven around. It's craziness, and it, it, almost anything can be a bottleneck. Yeah, you can throw a couple of you know old bikes or a wheelbarrow on the on the road, and, and you've got a you've got a blockade. So, uh, a, a you know seventy foot worth of semi is you know perfectly capable of stopping a couple of lanes. So, so um, can you see that you got this comment up on your screen? Can is there anything you have to say about this comment? The um, I personally thought that the FAA Authorization Act of 1994 might have been a stretch. Uh, I thought international international trade would be would be stronger uh, because it's a California bill. It's not fighting Pro Act. We're fighting AB five and the the state legislature. Uh, I read the the FAA for um, a, 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 quite a while ago. And it it basically tells the states to butt out of you know federal network uh, regulation. Uh, there's a great deal, Steve, in what is happening with California and similar laws that is just thumb your nose at the federal government, thumb your nose at other states' jurisdictions. We're just going to write this law and then use state taxpayer money to fight whoever fights us. And it's, you know, it's, it's like a, just a rude gesture, you know, it's like, come and get right. me. You know? So, um, as to the truckers, I've heard a couple different things. I've heard that they're now trying to like it, what it sounded like to me at first from one of the truckers that I was speaking with was that 
it sounded to me like what they were trying to do with the writers at the beginning of AB five, like you can write 40 articles a year. Right. Like not exactly that, but they were trying to make like these deals. Okay. You can still work, but you can only do this. And, and to me, I was just instantly seeing exactly what they were trying to do. Okay. There's six months left. You know that an average truck can't take more than 25 routes in that time. So you're saying that they can do up to 30 the rest of this year. And then you'll revisit it kind of thing. It's not like it's an actual save. And it's even if that wasn't, it's not like anybody wants that. They, the, the battles here, if, if you get into the battle of wording and metrics, you have basically lost the argument and the public can't follow. You need, you need to make it perfectly clear to the country, uh, the biggest group of people, the, the people who are going to benefit by this, that, what is at stake for them? Um, if we can't have independent drivers, I don't know what the East Coast is going to do for fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do for imported goods. And if you get into the nuances of this legislation, you're, you don't have a moral case anymore. Now you're trying to just exempt you know, truckers who work every Wednesday, but not the guys who just work Monday and Tuesday. And you get in, you get into little nits and gnats, and it, it, you lose your support and you lose your focus. Uh, they have, there is no reason that wages and working conditions in a competitive economy are the subject of national law or even, for that matter, state law. If fraud and uh, violence or force are not present, people can, right. we're, we're learning yeah. there are 11 million jobs unfilled. So, uh, you know, anyone who wants, who wants a job can certainly go find them. You know, there are plenty to choose from provided you're in the right place. So, yeah. So no act pro act was passed in the house in February, 2020. I'm trying to remember. I thought the house was the one that it was, it wasn't going to make it through Congress, but even that was going to be close. I thought the house did kick it through. Uh, the house. Yes, that is. Um, Nancy Pelosi's caucus. Yeah. And they've been legislating without benefit of other participants uh, and have been for some time. The, um, they passed in the last two years, they passed almost anything they wanted basically. Right. You and I were talking about this the last time, how they like, okay, we can't get what we're, what what we want. So we're going to dismantle AB or prop 20 or pro act into pieces and just kind of shove the pieces through. Right now, and and they can't get it through the Senate anymore, so they're going to do that through regulation. But that's that's been stopped or slowed down because of West Virginia versus EPA, mm-hmm. which is a, a a big, you know, a, a really big contribution to freedom to freelance and and freedom to be your own boss. Oakland police are negotiating with truckers to let them pass through. So what does that say when the state is like, well, Oakland's going to let them, but where are you going to deliver? What are the police going to do? The police aren't going to, I mean, the police can't protect the the customers of the trucking companies. They they don't have any right to do that, any authority whatsoever. Yeah. So I don't, if anything, this should just be brought down to fines. I mean, and it shouldn't even do that, but it should just come down to fines. I mean, it's a, it's a protest, you know, we, Suffer right, but that. these same police officers probably want to eat too. 
Yeah. You know, it's, well, and that's, you know, let them fight you know you're cutting other. off your own food supply, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Some of this stuff just drives me batty. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, there was John, thank you for, uh, by the way, please, John, subscribe to this channel because you've put up a lot of uh, really good questions here today and just things that I, I, I'm glad you brought up. So the 70,000 truckers, what do you what do you think is going to happen with them now till the end of the year? Let's not even go too far. Are they going to be able to work? Oh, uh, boy, if you a- had to guess, if you had to give your best, yeah. what's going to happen in two weeks? I, I, I I'm not sure how it's going to happen because I don't see all the full palette of, of the political forces at work. But uh, when the public starts being inconvenienced, you can expect motion. Right. Uh, again, not sure what it is. I mean, they've, they arrest strikers in the past. Most of what I think the truckers are doing is slow rolling, which I do not believe is, is an offense. You know, right. They, now they arrested them truckers in indiana and canada you know different jurisdictions but um, but that was a different yeah a little bit i mean i know canada's was about masking and that kind of rights but even ours was like a follow-up to canada's this is a different fight right you know this is a seventy thousand workers with those sweet brand new four hundred thousand dollar semi cabs right. you can't work yeah right i mean <laughs> and, 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 um I truthfully don't know. I don't, I don't know that anyone knows. I think this is this is uh, the ASJA suit, uh, American Society of Journalists and Authors, appeared not out of nowhere because it had a huge amount of work, but you wouldn't expect that the authors and journalists would be a major pivot point, which it had the potential to be and still does because it's a First Amendment uh, right. We, we have, for instance, we've looked at... Uh, the occupations that depend on language, uh, not necessarily English, Spanish, Portuguese, uh, but language in general. Everything in the sciences and medicine depends on the language of that discipline. So, if you're saying you can't be a medical, uh, you can't be a medical, you know, contract worker, you know, does that mean that you're depriving the public of of the the results of of medicine? And, and medical advances and treatments because they speak that language, you know, that very funny issues come up and, and they rise in importance because they seize, they seize both the judicial system's uh, interest and attention and the public at the same time. Right. So this, this is a comment from that, the trucker that I've been telling you that came on the live stream. That's become a friend of ours, friend of the channels. Right. Um, you know, for, uh, forming worker co-ops is America's best option. Thoughts? Uh, yes, I I believe they're onto something with the co-op. When when I in the, the depths of activist despondency, I tried to think of what's another approach to this in addition to be my own boss. Is there another way to go at it? And mm-hmm. the answer is to to make the buyer of the services back into the seller by owning the company that you work for, even though you own it in collectively now, uh, instead of individually, you know, it's not Steve's, you know, highway express, it would be, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. all, all, all Colorado trucking. Right. 
so I I think that the co-op um, is is important uh, as a as a tool, but I mean, Do, it, does it, it meet does it meet the now that they've been the truckers have been pulled away from the the whatever exemption you want to call it that they've had since the pandemic. Do you think that the co-op model meets any standards that would let the 70,000 California truckers work I at think, this time anyway? I think it does because they would be working for an entity. The entity yeah. is buying their services. They happen to be buying at retail from the people that own it, but there's, there's no, there, I, I do not know of a law against that. I mean, you and I could put up a broadcasting co-op and we employ Steve and Mike, you know, and we say, we're, we're, you know, we're employees, but in fact, you sell yours, I sell mine. We both, you know, pick that, you know, pick up the change that we sell. Uh, we have a big administrative load, whereas before it was your operation and my operation separately. Yeah. But if it's the only way to work, then then people will pay the price. So I think it's I think it's worth exploring. So we have Miss Linda here saying that uh <laughs> Kevin Gavin Newsom's uh no he's not trying to fix AB5 he's trying to help collect for AB5. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw DD Myers tweet. Uh, I couldn't believe it. that woman shows up everywhere there's trouble. It's just like okay great thanks. Um yes there they, that's uh, publicity foremost uh publicity over policy and um um, uh, all from all from the usual sources. Thanks to thanks to Gavin. Thanks to Didi. Love it. So um, again, John, um, I discussed with both with both my state representative and the Illinois Policy Institute about be my own boss. Are there some details I could share for possible action in Illinois and maybe other states? Is that something we'll get to at the end in the be my boss, or is that a question that you can independently answer? We are. Uh, I, there's a couple ways we can break it. We can break it into parts. First of all, we are in continuing negotiations with members of Congress and their offices about support for "Be My Own Boss" legislation that would allow individuals to uh, remove themselves from the coverage of the Fair Labor Standards Act, which is the, mm-hmm. the center, the main tentpole of, of national labor regulation. And out of respect for their interest in our approach, we are not publicizing language right now. So I haven't, I haven't got that. Um, this is a the 330 million people in this country, 180 million of them work, and they you got to get a lot of opinion in. Uh, what I will tell you is that the three most important parts of what's in the legislation are the three three things that every self-employed and independent worker in the country wants. And the first one is what I call a toggle is they want to go someplace somehow electronically or physically. And they want to say, I am self-employed every, all the other battles that I'm not involved in that I am self-employed. And when that is done successfully, the second component is they need a token to take to their customers, their patients, their clients, you know, the, the uh, people who, uh, their patrons, people they they work for, whose work is commissioned by others, and say, I am voluntarily self-employed. I've registered this with the government. 
chosen that election. And no, I'm not a union salt trying to get back at you and going to accuse you of uh, being in a closet employer because I was a closet employee. I mean, that's a big deal. That's how our adversaries are eliminating the businesses. They're trying to terrify small business and you know big business too. That, they've got that plan. Terrify people into not buying from freelancers. That's as good as a law. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the third thing is that it has an attractive name that that the public empathizes with. Be my own boss. I can't tell you how many times I've heard frustrated people say, "I just want to be my own boss." You know, right. I just want to, I want to come and go as I wish. I don't mind working my butt off. I'll work nights, weekends, whenever I can, but I I just I can't handle someone you know telling me to go every which way. You know, when I know how to do it better than they do. And, you know, there's a lot of research on the fact that the people doing the work actually know a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, we use that title. And there are others, but those are that's the one you can gather a crowd with. And this is going to be important because this is going to be one of those first areas where a change in the law is coming because of West Virginia versus EPA. We have to We have to find ways to to usefully get people to be able to do the work they want to do simply. In the most simplistic of terms, just so people understand the weight of the West Virginia EPA thing, can you explain like how we're going to feel a ripple effect from just that one thing so that people can understand how messed up things are? Yes. The, um, the new deal Starting with labor law. Anyway, the um, starting with labor law, mm-hmm. the New Deal threatened to pack the Supreme Court uh, if the court didn't do as the president and the progressives wished, and so they um, they tested the court's will with the Fair Labor Standards Act. Fair is not defined, um, and they the court backed it up. So it sets minimum wage and working conditions and hours per week. And they got it through during the Depression when people were, you know, they they were shrinking the the money supply and there wasn't enough money to go around. So they, they, at a crisis, they put this in. Everything that's followed has, has, uh, in terms of Supreme Court decisions, has basically bowed to the regulatory urge as the primary expert in what should happen instead of requiring that the Congress legislate things if they want them to happen. Right. And so what you have if for, for you know, 90 years is, is administrative overreach. And, you know, we're doing too many things. The, the EPA, which is there to keep the air clean now, you know, the environment clean now is regulating, well, you, you know, the ponds and the, the navigable, navigable water at, Waters Act now reaches ponds, puddles, and seasonal, you know, puddles, pools, yeah, squishy parts in the, you know, where you get your feet wet. And sure. that's not a navigable waterway. <laughs> you can't even take a canoe into these things. So, that's overreach. That's going to go away. The Supreme Court is saying it is will not support court cases. 
that are, rely on that kind of administrative law as opposed to legislative law. Everyone in this country secretly will be better off and will admit it that, th that this, this era is now over. This era of administrative overreach and microscopic regulations over or on its way out. <laughs> it's on its way. Well, the, the era of its blooming is over. Yeah. What you're left now with a very large and ugly plant right yeah. in your living room. Can't yeah. avoid it. But you know, this is this is real the real world. We can't wave a wand and get nirvana, you know. The no. The progressives have tried it for 90 years and it has failed. That's what's happening all around us now. And so the truckers are one of the are one of the biting teeth, the cutting teeth of the new era. All of the freelancers are enjoying something that everybody in the country should should find beneficial. Because when the when the mess settles, we're going to have a huge bill and the only the only thing I can see from an economic standpoint is to double people's salary or triple it, and the only way to do that is by working harder and smarter as your own boss and making more. And only you know the answer to that. No, no regulator, no teacher in school or any you know knows the answer. So, right. the gig economy is a great way. It has remade parts of Massachusetts. You know urban areas because people can now support themselves uh, and fit it into their lives. Well, even some people I know went from, Oh my God, I hate my life. I hate my day to day job. I just, just go through it. It just sucks. And they were working 40 hours a week and they went to like 25 hours and decided they'd rather deliver food 15, the other hours. Yep. Even if they can make even if they'll make just a little less, they're still happier. And it's just amazing to me that, you go after a career in this country, you get some, you get something that you're, you know, trying to, trying to get hopefully. And then, you know, five, 10 years in, you know, one of the questions that used to be asked at job interviews, like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, it's like, now it's like, I don't know, in a bunker with nuclear clothing on and, you know, like, but, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's like, dude, I'm not, people aren't thinking like that anymore. No, you know, people are thinking, how can I minimize my W two work because my boss is just, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna lose it, or the owner, or whatever the reason might be. But they would rather deliver food, even if their job is something very important, and they used to not mind it. They mind it now. We have gone to kind of a career model of uh, what of people's work and there are an enormous number of people who that doesn't fit. Right. I, I'm probably one of them. So yeah. I, I can relate to this urge. Uh, if you want a linear career, I don't have it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can relate to any, everybody who wants to work outside. And, you know, when they want to change what they do, they do it. I've done it all my life. And, and you can make a very good living if you're agile and just don't mind working hard. And th there are people who can't, work a nine to five job they're caring for someone or they you know they've got a medical condition and the ability to be your own boss and the ability to concentrate on making money from your strengths not from the areas where your coworkers think you're weak is a major advantage mm -hmm. and it and so we have we're going to end up with 
tens of thousands of occupations, which is good because we're all going to do better if we concentrate on our strengths. Yeah. So, uh, it is it is a very bright future, even though right now things look very difficult. I will readily admit that. But it's you know every everywhere right now is understaffed. My son is is 15 years old, and in Michigan, I couldn't get my first job till I was 16. I was 16. Right. I went and I was making if I if I remember right, I was you know I'm 50 now. If I remember right, I was making 5.85 an hour to wash dishes. My son is making $17 an hour to lifeguard. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I know things change and go up and I'm not, you know, right. pulling the story of I used to walk uphill to school both ways and all. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's a big change. Yes. That well, a 15 year old can go to get a $17 an hour job. Well, I'll put it in non-dollar terms. I, my first job was being a paper boy. And I was, I delivered papers from seven years old to, I think, 16. And I put enough away to pay for my first year of college in cash. Now, is there anything you can do as an, you know, as a kid, you know, five, I mean, seven, 10, 12, 14, that'll pay for a college education? No, there's $60,000. You know, it's right. not it's just <laughs> impossible. Right. So, but I learned I learned work habits and attitudes and skills, and have continued to learn those in a in a gig environment or a you know a project environment. Uh, you know, if you if you just like to work, you know, and, and enjoy it, there is unlimited potential for you in this economy and in this country. And the, the people's attitude is different than the public, the public, oh, yeah. you know, vibrations. Um, yeah. the, the, the I mean, we talk about this within my inner circles, but we also talk about it on a lot of the podcasts and stuff. Cause it's just, it's unavoidable. It's like Karen's out there. They're there. You can't not talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, things are different since the pandemic. And I mean, obviously that's a very like just blanket statement, but they are, I mean, people, not only don't want to work, um, people don't understand work anymore. Yeah, right. They, they don't. I mean, I'm still curious how all these people are living without going back to work. Still, I the I have only one thing to say about that from personal observation. But I buy my own food. I buy it at a grocery store, and I see a lot of Massachusetts state and. Um, electronic benefits cards buying food at the uh, the hands of the person ahead of me and many of these are young men uh, or young women unencumbered by children in, in my eyesight and I I think the the willingness of the various states uh, to to hand out money more or less without restriction is is a, is a economic and social mistake you know? Yeah, it's especially this far in. I mean, I consider it, I mean, I consider it like blatant disregard for what the country stands for. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, to be honest, like if you go to, if anybody has never been, if you go to usdebtclock.org, try watching that for 10 minutes. Oh, yes. Uh, right. You'll, and it's, it's not a joke site. It actually is real. It's doing it in real time, but it'll yeah. blow your mind how fast things are moving. Well, as, as, 
a, a, an optimistic point. Let me say one thing about our worst adversary, and that is uh, Ms. Lor- uh, Lorena Gonzalez <laughs> of uh, San Diego. Oh. I uh, Believe it or not, she took the world's biggest poke at self-employed and freelancers and gig workers, and mm-hmm. she is now between jobs, Steve. Uh, I don't know. Very few people know that. she. Gets you you and I were talking about just, I mean, we already defined her, though. Like, she'll go wherever they tell her to go, and she'll say, there's a lot, of, there's bags of money there, right? Yep. <laughs> and, yep. And they'll say, yeah, there's bags of money. She'll be like, I don't even care what, I'm a doctor now. Okay, I'm not going to school, but that's fine. We put a we put a profile of her on our website. Uh, go to New Jobs America, and uh, uh, then then in the search, just go where is she now, and you'll get the um, <laughs> you'll get the, uh, the the profile. But she is out of work. She is out of favor with her legislators because she lied to them, misled them about the uh, the damage that she was doing to their constituents, not limited to her district at all. Mm-hmm. And she made herself toxic to the unions. They could have, you know, just swept her into this job she wants being the uh, the head of the California Labor Federation. And uh, uh, she hasn't gotten it yet. And it's July. You know, she, she promised she'd already be in the seat. So, you know, hey. <laughs> John, I would, I would, uh, I, on this comment here, I would, I would challenge you to go watch my interview on this channel with uh, Vina Duval and listen to it before you say that she's the brains of the operation. Because I know Mike has heard it. Uh, it's not, it's not a pretty interview. She's really like not as smooth as she usually is. Even you, usually, Lorena can handle the questions and stuff at least, but she. A couple times in that interview, and I mean, I've had several people tell me that she just kind of lost her her direction and was like saying the wrong thing for her side. I don't know. You've heard it. You heard the the interview I did with Vina, and it's I've just, I mean, it's just grind your teeth. It's yeah, just. It's um, Lorena, Lorena and Vina. It's hard to pronounce. Or Vina. Sorry, Vina. Yeah. They, they are in the habit of mischaracterizing of those people who work for themselves. Uh, it's it's a habit that apparently was started by the David Weil guy who uh, didn't make renomination to uh, uh, wage and hour division. But he, in his book, uh, Fishered Workplace, which I don't recommend for vacation reading, he... No, but everybody, you know, but everybody, Kim Cavan, Lisa Rothstein, Gail, they all tell me you need to read it, though. Um, I'll, we'll be coming out with a digest, the, uh, the highlights of, of the, uh, the theft that he's proposing, but, okay. the, um, David Weil refers to freelancers in the form of janitors. And he does it so often in a 410 page book that there's one and a half mentions on every three, uh, every two pages in the book of janitors, janitorial services, uh, janitor singular and cleaning services. I mean, it is it is unbelievable right. to see this. And, and he doesn't recognize that there are, what, 760 other occupations of which 660 can readily be freelanceable. So mischaracterizing your opponent seems to be the hush-hush 
like when they give them a three by five card, you know, for talking points, it's mm-hmm. like mischaracterize all freelancers as janitors and talk about how pathetic they are. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I just, when I saw that comment, I was thinking, you know, I, there were times I, I was even communicating with uh, <laughs> that I was communicating with um, uh, Lorena too uh, via DM and everybody was amazed just like everybody was oh, what happened here. Oh, just like everybody was amazed when uh, I got the interview with Vina, but everybody was amazed. They're like, wait, she replied to you, not Vina, but Lorena back at the time. And they're like, cause Lorena blocks all of us. She doesn't reply to anybody. She'll block you if you if she senses or her staff senses that you're antagonistic. If you're just like calling up to you know, right? I wasn't. I was actually just calling to. I mean, I was in a, I was in a way. Yeah. <laughs> she emailed. She emailed a reply to me. I I appreciate that she did. I haven't used the contents of it, but um, uh, you know, it's there if I need it. But. Uh, and it was it was printable, you know. She wasn't she wasn't obnoxious about it. Uh, she is more yeah. open. Vina truly has a. Uh, he has a, a big background with um, with immigrants too, though. That's a little bit different with hers. I will say, you know, she's. I'm not saying it's right, but Vina's background is all immigrants. They're not the the the, the thing that joins the two of them is that they are not interested in the underlying economic benefits to the individuals who pursue this type of income. They are, oh. they just refuse to accept it. I mean, Vina's the law professor at UC Hastings and I believe her husband's pretty high ranking at Amazon. Or Google, one of the two. Yes. It's, it's one of the big tech I companies. Think it, I think it's Amazon. They which let, she disses on all the time saying you got to pee in a Gatorade bottle. You got to, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you, Hey, isn't, shouldn't you just tell your husband this so he can fix it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so, okay, let's see. So, um, the unions, I, I guess the unions have not, uh, calculated, um, the current events and i'm guessing when you sent that over to me you meant like the current events of the world of everything right now the state of our our economy everything and so i already don't like unions to begin with i know you're a little more not pro union but you're a little more union friendly than me i still i still believe in a teacher union and a police and fire and i there's a couple but i really have seen too much bad in unions and maybe it's just been bad luck maybe i've just seen all the bad cases um, but I also don't believe that it belongs in so many places. But this, uh, cal- they're not calculating the current events into their new freelancing bills. What is, what is, what can we take away from that? Uh, they are, they're not seeing the power of the resistance they're up against. They, um, they're a little boy waving a stick at a hornet's nest and not having been stung by a hornet. And they, Lorena is the a primary example. They, they have no idea. When you bankrupt someone, you acquire an enemy for life. As long as they're alive, they are going to. <laughs> if, you make, if you make them sell their trucks, if you make them go out of business and work for some other dentist, they, they literally, there is, there is no end to the, the, um, 
the strength of that, the, you know, the, the, their emotional fervor to fight you. Plus, you've, you've given them 40 hours a, a week or 50 or 60 to, to go ahead and, and pursue their, you know, their, their fight against you. So you're really enabling, uh, you're enabling your resistance. You're not accommodating anyone. It, it's, it, is, it is bad faith legislation in, in all respects from an economic standpoint. So, yeah, um, I, I saw this one comment from John. John, again, you were hey, what's up, Yost Malone? How are you, buddy? Good, Good to see you. But uh, John's been just crushing it with the with these. In my, you know, in my honest opinion, unions need to be reformed back to a time when the unions were not uh, hyper partisan, which began in the seventies. Unions need to focus oh. on twofold mission. See, I'm just not a union fan to begin with, see, so. I- I don't think union reform is even here's I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't even think it's possible. I think that unions are too corrupt from the core and I don't, I just don't personal opinion. I just don't see it. I would uh, reassurance on that uh, from my perspective, at least is that the monopoly grant of exclusive representation has brought out the worst element and installed them in union leadership. These are yeah. not people who, thrive on competition, love to improve their services to both employers and to the employees. Right. They, want, they want to connive. They want to, they want to dip their hand into the pension plan and the cash flow of the union. They want to elect all their buddies. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to create value. They just want to, they want to grab it. And if we had, if they had to fight for their, their renewal rights at the, uh, you know, Marjorie Davidson uh, Junior High School. Uh, that uh, different type of people would be would be leading unions, and they would be a lot more. They'd be something you could support. So we'll see. So so yeah. So I mean, unions. I mean, unions just want to stick. <laughs> here's my view, and I know it's extreme. Unions just want to stick their hand in your pocket, take part of your money to provide you an assurance that in this day and age with technology, I don't even know if the assurance assurance exists. I don't know if it could exist. Yeah. People are fired and let go for yeah. On the gig platforms, you can be um, deactivated. And when you call to say, Hey, what happened? And they tell you you're deactivated. They don't, they won't, they won't even say what they used to. Hey, well, let me look into it. Get back to you tomorrow. They'll just say, you're just deactivated. You're done. Click. I mean, they don't provide any reasons. They won't. I've talked to lawyers too who were dealing with this. Now they're like, there's just too many gig workers asking for it. It's just, it's nonsense. They're not providing it. And I, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, these, these are pitfalls, but I mean, like I, again, I would rather have that because I always seem to think that the people who get deactivated and stuff, the veteran workers I know, the only way they get deactivated is if like just something goes so absolutely upside down wrong and they get angry or frustrated in the moment and kick something or do something so out of character. Otherwise, really, these stories only apply, I think, to new gig workers who come on and find out, what do you mean? Like They'll put the drinks in front of a door and somebody opens the door, knocks over the drinks because it's outside of the push door and then they phone a complaint on them and one complaint can get you deactivated so it's i mean this whole thing i don't think the i don't even see where a union would fit in like what okay he you deactivated him and you're not giving us a reason we're striking you'd be striking every day yes 
Right. That'd be too many. You, you would be striking every day. You would never, you would never have work. The, the, uh, the most uh, interesting thing that I've seen about uh, the sensitivity of big tech is that Amazon has essentially declared over its generic product lines where you have Amazon basics and, you know, the office supplies and basic tools and Amazon basics for a lot of this stuff, automobile accessories. Mm -hmm. And they're basically saying that some of the stuff they've kind of been finessing where they, they look into the records of other products and then under underprice them and buy from the suppliers. And it's they're they're starting to clean up a very big act. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like the products that big tech used to provide um, right in the last seven or eight years, perhaps they have, they've become more predatory of their customers and of their providers. The, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you, they've all switched to, you know, serve software as a service and uh, Microsoft's for instance, spends an enormous amount of time checking to make sure that your Excel and word is, you know, every dime of it is paid for and you're not getting you're not getting a single pixel that they uh, that you haven't right. paid adobe for so uh, uh they are they're they're feeling the pressure steve and uh people who feel the pressure they're going to accommodate that's that's the law of physics yeah i mean i still i still equate a big portion of this to well you can't have a pandemic and tell people to stay at home when they've never been told to do that before and then give them three times as much money as they make and ever yes. expect anything good out of them again. Yes. Right. Unless you're going to pay them five times what you used to pay them to come back to work. Well, that's happening too. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Unless you're going to do yeah. that, I don't see what you're even bothering with anymore. People have learned, well, wait a minute, if you're able to give me, and I know we're not, I mean, again, go to usdebtclock.org. <laughs> we don't have any money here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we're just printing it, and the more we print, it's such a it's such a a, a, a beyond no decimal. But we yeah. are just killing the value of the dollar, and there's really no hard like rock equator to the dollar to make sure that it's it's where it should be, like other currencies. Well, uh, let's let's say the Supreme Court actually thought that they'd include that in their. Uh, you know, administ- uh, administrative overreach. I, I agree. I, I agree completely. I, I think a lot of these things are on their way out. You yeah. just have to, people are going to have to sue and they're going to have to pursue it to win. Luckily, there are a lot of nonprofits uh, that have the, the smarts and the talent and the will and the financing to support those suits. So it's a group so- what if an AB5, we know that Seattle, Washington State was trying to do one for the gig workers too. They were trying to do the same type of thing, push them into like a proposition. Right. And now they got it for the Seattle area. Same type of deal. Um, New Jersey's fighting for it. I saw Pennsylvania doing trying to do the same thing that you guys did in Massachusetts and just knock it down where you can't fight the AB5 bill. So with let's say that six, seven states all of a sudden, doesn't matter which ones they are, had AB5 type legislation, we're shooting down Prop 22, and then the PRO Act started going after um, everybody and the right-to-work states because that's the only way to kill the right-to-work states. Um, 
then you had mentioned, you know, the impact of enraging, I loved that term too, of enraging 60 million uh, people by taking job income and uh, insurance and, you know, it's so, and, and investments. Like, so what is the, what is the effect if one, if one third of the people working every day are told you can't work anymore? You have, or you need to go to McDonald's or dude, you need to have a union job. What are you doing? Right. What's going to happen? The normal thing that happens is you have a general strike. And if you don't but have it, that's 60 million people. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, <laughs> would, you take, would you go up with your little baseball bat and try to push back on 1000 football stadiums full of people no. who are angry at you for having demolished their, no, you wouldn't touch them. And they haven't the, the the opponents the proponents of this badness haven't taken that into effect. The other the other thing that would catalyze something like that is they're not going to meet their rent and their mortgage payments. Yeah, and they have car payments, and that means that you have a basically a financial meltdown if they just stay at home and don't pay for anything. Now they're, you know, effectively squatters and it you know i mean that's venezuela and there is there is no law so um, under those circumstances so i i believe this country will be able to find remedies short of disaster i, I really do i think that's what the supreme court is saying i think that california and governor newsom governor newsom's out on a on a elect me to hire office exit exit strategy i think he's dreaming but crazier things have happened well i mean gosh i wouldn't want him i mean that guy every time he makes a rule for the state he insists on breaking it within the hour yes <laughs> it's right. Like, right. you can't do this but i'm gonna go do it right now right i'm i'll see you over the french laundry while you know right I, and then i'm gonna go up to montana and then <laughs> oh yeah montana i mean the guy the guy is just like can't see it just well, kidding. see, I saw and I saw a weird side of that angle brought out too, and and it's quick. It's amazing how quick even just the news. When you watch news, this is a perfect news story for people to understand how it's not fake media, but how quick they'll back off. Like they went up to Newsom, they said, "Hey, you're," and I know his wife's from Montana. Her family has a ranch up there. They were up there visiting them, and he said, "Well, I'm not here on any government funds. I'm." This is, um, we're just here visiting. And they said, what about your uh, 65 person detail? Are they paid? Yeah. And he said, no questions and walked away. Yeah. That's it. He didn't expect that one, but that's a big one. You can't be going there if you work for California and writing. And he brought 65 people after making that. Right. (laughs) That's that's half of a uh, 65 people. It's a half of a uh, uh, short 737. You know? And he took it to a state where, and again, I'm trying so hard not to be political or anything, but it's just hard when he's like, I get that he doesn't like that Montana isn't LGBTQ friendly, but in my mind, this is just me. I have I have nothing against anybody, but I don't think that's a reason to ban travel to a state. I really, I, I, it, it blows my mind. I know that people think differently, but I don't see how anybody's on board with that. People have family in these 13 states he banned. Yeah. And now he's going up to see his, I don't, it's just, it's just crazy. But I mean, when you say take to the streets, you're talking about 60 million people. 
And it's 60 million hardworking people. It's not like people who will just go, you know what? I can afford to take three years off. Let's pull the yacht out. We'll go around the world. These are people who are going to immediately be in trouble. Yes. This this reminds me the level of like a pro act take away right to work states make everybody under this horrible type stuff reminds me of the same thing almost to the same level that would happen if you went house to house trying to collect everybody's guns. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you don't you can't you can't hire people to do that work. Yeah. They, the cops would because you're that. never going to convince the gun owner, even if he's even if like, well, that's changing. We've changed. Right. He's going to say, I don't care what you changed. Uh, this is my gun. My guns. It's another. It's another one of these non-constitutional activities that the that the left, in general terms, uh, is fantasizing about, and they don't have any traction. Uh, and and the the bluer the. The bluer the downtown area, the less attraction it has. That's where the the biggest gun registration is happening is in those inner cities. You know, look it up. Yeah. So I I think the enterprise is over. That's why I say the end of the New Deal. You know, it's like you. It's just uh, analogies fail me at the moment, but the this in interfering with the daily life of and the daily self control of normal moderate americans is going to come to an end you're going to have to leave people alone you won't have the money to interfere there won't be the support for that uh, i think you're going to see major changes in um, and if you start erasing police from that equation too you're going to have like almost like guerrilla warfare areas yes right and no one <laughs> no, no it's a the, the rule of the jungle is is only the strong survive yeah so no no one wants that so obviously before we are done here, let's let's have the last topic be be my own boss. Let's go through this. Um and it's be my own boss.com or dot org because I'm gonna put it up on the screen. It's a it's the name of legislation. Uh, it's be my own boss is the uh the, the name oh, of what's the website again? New Jobs America. Okay. Regular spelling, no punctuation dot com. And we we um, th- that's that's where to go for to follow us. If any anybody who enjoyed the uh, program, just go click join and uh, let me get 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 on my list. We'll keep you in touch. Be my. So what what else do you want to tell them about New Jobs America? Though is there any is there anything more? I mean, obviously they can go there and check, but it's good to plant some little seeds to get them there. We, we believe that we have uh, the solution, the legal solution, the simplest possible legal solution to the, to the uh, uh, freelancer lack of freedom. And that is to exempt them from the labor laws for their own work. Uh, and, and that's what the legislation provides. You could say we should abolish AB5. We should abolish you know, all these other laws and withdraw, that's a very complicated task. And it is much easier to take the freelancers out of AB5 than to take AB5 out of California law. So if you take all the freelancers out, what's, what's the reason for AB5? Well, (laughs) then you'll be left with the traditionalist (laughs) unions and they'll be saying, you know, I've got all this law. Then, then someone else will come along and clean it up. Yeah. But the fact is, 
even if you told 60 million or 7 million Ameri- uh, California freelancers were going to get going to get rid of AB5, there'd be a lot of them that go, I don't know about that. You know, like, uh, what does that mean? You know, like people get get tradition. If you say we're going to take out people who are voluntarily willing to be self-employed, they go, oh, I believe that too. So you you can get you can gather an audience of the you know people who want to be Uber riders and the people who want to be Uber Uber drivers, people who you know want their goods shipped by truck, and people who want to drive the trucks that ship them. So by by slimming it down into something that people can understand, there it is. Be my own boss. We have outlined a a program of legislation for the federal sphere, which is international, interstate, and federal government business. And we're going to staple staple to that bill the state laws. You know, there's a pair of them for, there'll be one for each state to modify the FLSA compliant state law to allow the same transaction. So this would get Gavin Newsom and the governor of Massachusetts and all of the others, J.B. Pritzker in Illinois, get them out of the business of deciding who is and who is not going to work. Yeah, there was a. It's funny you just said that because John had put him up as <laughs> in this com- in this comparison. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess not. Maybe not everybody's of age to to get them, but. I yeah. It, so. <laughs> but okay, so um obviously I'll leave links in the show notes. I'll put this website in the show notes and you can normally find uh best place to find Mike as far as I know is Twitter, right? I mean yes. yeah. yeah, you can go find I'll put his Twitter handle in there. You can always if he does you know if he's not on at the time, he'll get back to you pretty quick, or at least he always has with me. So um it's a good way. I, I don't know, Twitter's a good way for the people who use Twitter are good at Twitter. Some people just don't use it, but um, those who do, I, I always prefer that as the platform because you can get a lot of information quickly. Um, so you can always find Mike there. Obviously the website's going to be um, a place that you could get in contact with him through too, because I think his, I don't want to give out his email, but his email is at this domain. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, oh, so John must know you because uh, he likes you. I'm I'm not sure I've met him on Twitter, but I've certainly I will certainly look forward to it. <laughs> it's uh, Twitter's a, an artist medium, just like any other. It, you can you. Can, There's a lot of people with fake names too in these in these yeah. groups for AB5 or no AB5 right. that have had other accounts and got so into it with people that they just created fake accounts. I've I've met a few. Yeah. Um, there were like there were trolls who wanted to be trolls, not your average Twitter trolls, but just trolls who just wanted to troll this event so bad. Um, but I, I love the fact that like, you've got it, you know, you think you've got it where it's, this is the best solution because everything I always hear about, let's take away independent contractors. Obviously that gets me steamed. I want to stop it. I immediately kick into that mode, but even when I'm being okay, I'll listen to at least whatever gibberish you're claiming. It just sounds like worse gibberish than I expect. Yes. Like I, I, I don't ever like every time somebody talks to me, I feel like uh, either I'm getting dumber, or, <laughs> or the things they're telling me are getting stupider. But one or the other, it's happening. 
You know, it's, it, I just, I can't believe it. It's like, I go, you know, I'm so used to going up a ladder with people. You get to get more answers. Yeah. Now it's like you get kicked up the ladder. You're getting less answers or wrong ones. Yep. Or nobody's on the same page and they don't even understand what they're doing. Well, we all we're asking of people uh, and we'll, we'll have the, uh, the, uh, an overview that anyone can see. We should have it up very shortly. It's, it's prepared. Um, all we're asking them to do is to be able to understand the phrase, and I'm a moment ago, uh, I elect to accept the rights and responsibilities of self-employment and I, the, the right and ability to employ others in any way uh, that satisfies the law. So you can be, you can work solo. You can work moonlighting, and you can employ others, which is common, uh, and you'll all be able to do that, having accepted the rights and responsibilities to be your own boss. So, and then there, there are other parts that integrate it. You know, there that we modify five or six other pieces of legislation so that the entire U.S. government law code respects your choice because you're a grown-up American. You can handle this. And no more of this whining about janitors. You know, we're talking yeah. 660 occupations are in, in this category. So that's... It's it's like Kim Cavan going down to that fight, the last one she went down to in New Jersey, to thinking that she was going to be fighting for a lot of different groups. And she found out that it was just to give a carve out to the caddies. You know, she walked in thinking it was going to be all these different groups, even if they didn't show or not, they were represented, but they were just saying, we're going to give a carve out to the caddies. That's that's all that meeting was about because the, the 1% want their caddies on the golf course. Yes. Um, That is, that is graft and corruption at work. That means they are, they are selling uh, exemptions like the church of the middle ages used to uh, sell uh, whatever they called them, you know, indulgences. Yeah. But uh looks like Miss George has um does uh be my own boss uh clear the federal uh IRS. Yes, it specifically modifies it it provides the capability to uh with a, a, indep- a self-employment identification number an SEIN that fits in all the IRS nine-digit code boxes and it modifies IRS definition to be anyone who has voluntarily signed up uh, with this uh, site at the Department of Labor uh, to uh, to be uh, categorized as self-employed. So the answer to Miss George is yes. I would think the same form could be put out like what you're saying that you know like the way you had it worded. You could just even basically just word it like you know I understand me better than anybody and i am willing to take i am willing to take on all the responsibilities of whatever i do i won't break laws and i don't need to talk to any federal government people i will just pay my taxes so leave me alone this is the short version (laughs) (laughs) but does that that kind of sums it up right i mean it's like just let, me be, just let me be me, man. Like we, we call it, a, you're not registering. You're electing to. You're 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 electing to accept it, and you get a number for doing so, and that number is your token. So you yeah. can go to. I can go to Steve's giant corporation, 
and um, I can be an employee if I want, or I can I can be a contractor and yeah. I give them a different ID number, and that's what tracks it. I'm in I'm in charge, and I'm responsible the whole way. Yeah, so that's what you want. You got, and I almost think that's to be honest. I almost feel like that's what they're going to need to have because. I don't, I still to this day, and you could tell me for another, we could go on for hours where you're telling me why, but I don't think, I don't think that I don't understand and I don't even need to because I just don't understand how you would ever get right to work states, even on a federal level, like all of them. Oh, you don't have that anymore. Well, they would be like, we don't care what you say. The threat of (laughs) abolishing right to work, I believe, is over. It's my understanding at the federal level because Mansion Cinema and perhaps Kelly have voted against the PRO Act okay. uh, and legislation like that. The Department of Labor can't put it in um, right now, but I mean they could come back at this. Oh, they'll they'll try, but yeah. I mean, it, it won't get very far in federal court, even yeah. if they find they're all the right judges in Alabama or something. You know where Kentucky is now right to work. Uh, the uh, uh, the, the Supreme Court has ruled on this, and it's not ambiguous, and it has an enormous support among the public. So, I'm, I co-sponsored the Pro Act, uh, but it would, but John, it would depend on. Uh, Mansion voted against it, I believe. Even though you can you can co-sponsor it without voting for it, and I believe that's what's happened. Mansion is just saying I'm not cooperating anymore. Right. So, yeah, I think I, I think that's right because I I wouldn't just say this comment because I would think uh, Mansion falls into this too. Mansion Mansion's the you know, yeah he he's he's acting like a grown he he sees what's coming. He's he acting says, like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like that just sums up Washington right there. Like, well, he's acting like okay, so that I get it. Nobody else is. So. <laughs> Well, you know. That's the diaper shortage, I guess. <laughs> Been sending them all to the Washington politicians. Formula shortage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But um, hey, uh, Mike, thank you for coming on, and uh, you know, I, I, again, well, I'd love to have you back. You know, a couple months or something, just to always kind of catch up with you because I love these conversations, and I think that it helps a lot of people who don't even know where to dive into this stuff. Even on my on my YouTube page, there's like ten videos, and some of them are with Kim and the and the gals from AB Five, and they're two three hours. So it's like, where would you go? Well, and I, so I, do, doing these, I think, is like the new one makes it so that people can come find this and say, oh, okay, that's the one I'm going right. to check out. I think I think that's that's the spirit of be my own boss as legislation is that it it shows people in concrete terms there is a solution to this. We're not going to argue about this for a thousand more years while our you know, economy and our country degenerate. There is a solution to this, and it's something they can get behind because they can take this capability, this, the freedom which they and they alone choose, and run with it and run their lives as they wish. So, and thank you, John Lopez. Yeah, thank you, John. And John, you were again. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, because uh, yeah, you're somebody I would like to see come into these conversations. Sometimes you've, you've had a lot of a lot of good comments. I'll be going through later. Um, any last uh, words before we wrap it up, Mike, or anything you want to plug, or anything going on that people should know? Or 
plug to be my own boss. People are going to yep. start to look for it, and it'll be there in a day or two. And my my web. anything before November to oh, register to vote and vote uh, <laughs> early. Because November is going to be important. It's important. Yes, absolutely important. And yeah, and um, leave your party preferences aside and vote for the vote for the policies of the the individuals uh, on the ballot have supported and will support. So it's uh, it's a very important election. So yeah, it is. I will be voting. Yeah, I will be voting too. So, um, well, thank you, everybody. John if, uh, or Mike, if you can just stick around for one second. Thank you, everybody, sure. for uh, for joining us here today. We ran a little bit over, but I think we covered a good amount of uh, content. I'm seeing a lot of nice comments in here, and hopefully you guys all took away something from this. Go spread this out. I saw John said... Um, he will distribute this video. It's too important in the election three and a half months away. So that's kind of how I feel for all you guys. You know, please share it. Go to social media, share it, share, share newjobsamerica.com. Go look at newjobsamerica.com, see what it is. Um, just kind of like any website, land on it and just kind of tool around, see what it's about, and then share it if you can. Get the this is this is not an uh, and I'm going to have to step out of the bounds of what a lot of the people know, but this is not freelancers and that, but like gig workers on platforms. This is not like a Instacart strike where a hundred people are going to stay home, but the other twenty thousand are going to go work. So there's no effect. This is a this is a big deal, and and just like the voting goes, like when Prop Twenty Two overvoted in California, and how you thought it was going to go that way in Mass. I think when it really comes down to it, we're going to end up around that 59, 60% who are like, no, you're not taking away this privilege and right we've had forever. None of these people have a plan B. Believe me. No. And so once they, yeah, once you you start taking the legs out of a couple of them, I mean, it's really, they got nothing to stand on is it to begin with. I mean, the... To me, it all—I just get very shocked. It always sounds very stupid when somebody's—I shouldn't say stupid, but it sounds—it sounds very unplanned. It sounds like I could like find like twenty holes in their thing. Like, well, what about this? What about that? What? And they're like, well, that—that's just gonna be taken care of, kind of thing. Like, I'm like, see, this is what's not good. You shouldn't—that should never be an answer of yours. Yeah. If I point out a hole in something, we're having a discussion. You can't just say, well, they thought about that. Who's they? Who who thought about it? This was not thought about in the interests of the people who, who it affects deeply. It was thought about by external forces that have something to gain personally. Yes. So we're just going to replace the responsibility right where it belongs with the individual. Okay, guys. So with that said, make sure you go over to New Jobs America. And uh, and it's a mailing list right on there. So make sure you sign up for the mailing list so that you get any of the information that Mike and any other people that are with him over there are putting out and uh, learn the turn, be my own boss. I guess as we get closer to the election, that should, I'm not even sure if it's a hashtag being used on Twitter, but it probably should be. It is. I use, I use okay. it and others do. Yes. Okay. Cause I'll start using it too. Cause I, you know, especially like not like if you use grocery hashtag, like good luck finding anything you're going to want to find. <laughs> but when you use something specific like this, I'm going to find all of you guys and anybody saying this term and that'll only be a select group. So um, use the, you know, use this in a hashtag on Twitter or Facebook or any of that stuff. Cause it does help, you know, just make it a camel backed word, a capital B lowercase E capital M lowercase Y, no spaces. 
and a hashtag in the front and uh and just keep doing it the more it gets out there put it on reddit put it on everything the more it gets out there people will look into it they'll find out about it and they'll start to question it even if they're confused well wait a minute what is this so and that's what needs to happen so again thank you for joining us chat thank you mike of course for joining us um Appreciate this it. is uh, always, always um, informative and good stuff. So uh, we'll see you back here soon, guys, and uh, be safe out there. Today. All right, guys, hopefully that was a very informative piece for you. Um, if it moved a little quick or if you were doing something in the background and you think you missed a thing or two, I would actually say this is, what a, this is a piece worth going back and listening to. Um, this is stuff that everybody should understand. I don't care what state you live in. You should understand this because eventually... And by eventually, I don't mean autonomous eventually. I mean in the next year or two. They're going to be coming after every state. So you need to know this stuff. Um, that said, uh, we have... What, who, who do we have on the roundtable Thursday? Oh, we have the uh, the Driven Parents. However, the account, as far as I know, is still called The Driven Dad on YouTube. But that's Tony, and his wife Lisa has been driving too, so they're the driven parents, but they drive on the driven dad account. So Tony's a good friend of mine. Um, he lives here in Denver. And uh, Lisa, I have not met in person, but um, she seems super sweet. And looking forward to having them on. And we will be um, jumping into Thursday stuff. We'll probably, you know, we'll include a little bit of Tesla talk too. So if any of you guys have Tesla questions on rentals or any of that stuff, please bring them in because Tony has been renting a Tesla and doing rideshare and delivery both um, in the Tesla for, I think, about the last year, year plus. So he's got a lot of insights on that stuff. So um, come back and join us. And in the meantime, guys, don't forget, go check out Moves, movesfinancial.com. Go check out Solo, worksolo.com. And go check out GaryZaps.com, also known as MiddletonTech.com, and where you can find Maximo, Driver Utility Helper, and Flex Alert. Okay, guys, that's that. That's it. It's a wrap. It's done. I'll see you back here. Uh, maybe we'll see you Thursday at the roundtable. Otherwise, watch for the Thursday roundtable to drop on audio format on Friday morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Time, 9 a.m. Eastern, and 6 a.m. Pacific. Same thing with the Tuesday drop. That will be the time every Tuesday and Friday here forward. All right, guys, go out there, make some money, be safe, spend some good into this crazy world, and we will see you back here in just a few days on Rodeo. Peace.